0: Well, I hope by now you are practicing gratitude on a regular basis. We've talked about having a gratitude journal. We've talked about exchanging uh, the feelings of aggression or anger or upset or bitterness uh, or just lack or feelings of, of, you know, maybe dissatisfaction. Immediately switching to gratitude and thinking about things that we appreciate about an individual or a situation or a job or whatever it might be that we are struggling with in the moment and how powerful that can be. We have discussed the benefits to the brain, the benefits to physiological health as well as physical health and how it can increase our immune system. Gratitude absolutely is some kind of magic in terms of what it can do for us. And we started working through the seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude just a couple of days ago, and now we are on number four. So I'm going to go ahead and move forward from this point. If any of you are just joining, I would encourage you to go back and listen. There's been a lot of ground covered on gratitude and a lot of science behind what we've shared, as well as a lot of examples of studies that have been conducted on gratitude that verify what's being shared in these podcasts. So number four, gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. So if you're somebody that struggles with anger management, rage, and I know there's a lot of you know different uh help groups and, and you know support groups for those kinds of things, and you might be amazed at how quick gratitude can really enhance your attendance to those or those uh maybe the studies that you're doing on it. Grateful people are more likely to behave in a pro-social manner, even when others behave less kindly to them. And this is according to a 2012 study by the University of Kentucky. Study participants who ranked higher on gratitude scales were less likely to retaliate against others, even when given negative feedback. They experienced more sensitivity and empathy toward other people and decreased the desire to seek revenge. Well, that's pretty valuable in itself. So if this is something that you feel might benefit you or benefit somebody else that you know, I hope you'll share this with them. But also just keep in mind that, you know, as you spend time working on the habit of gratitude, it's exactly that, a habit. And, in, and habits take time to produce. I don't expect anyone to walk away after hearing these podcasts and be able to just immediately become a person of gratitude. It's like a muscle. You have to exercise it daily and you have to become cognizant of it. You have to set triggers and, 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 you know, create alarms or whatever it is that you can on your phone to remind yourself to be grateful every day. I personally have a an alarm that goes off at about 5 o'clock every morning. And it, all it says is just give thanks for my home, my family, for God, and for the opportunity to serve. And that just pops up as a little bar on my phone. And if I haven't done it yet, it reminds me to do it and it sounds so simplistic but things like this can help us to develop those habits and maintain those habits long term so whatever it takes for you to have that habit i would encourage you to do it and just remember that whatever you do you're going to infect the people around you so if you have an attitude of gratitude you will infect your family your household your children your your spouse you'll also affect your workplace your coworkers and if you're a leader you will definitely affect those who you work with um, or those that you have in your leadership. It's really critical to understand that, you know, our attitudes are going to either create a culture and an environment where people thrive or they're going to create a culture and an environment where people are devastated, bitter, angry, filled with resentment and don't know how to do anything else but lash out. All right, number five, grateful people sleep better. Now, I really believe that one because I know for a fact, and I've shared this many times, that cortisol suppresses melatonin, which is obviously the sleeping neurochemical, okay? So when you are filled with dopamine, endorphins, oxytocin, and you drop that cortisol from the stress that is caused by not being grateful, you can naturally create a better sleep pattern. Writing in a gratitude journal, as I'd mentioned before, improves sleep, and this is according to a 2011 study, published in Applied Psychology, Health, and Well-Being. Spend just 15 minutes thinking about, praying about, or jotting down a few grateful sentiments before you go to bed. And chances are you will sleep better and longer. But again, it has to become a consistent habit. It's not going to just happen the first night you do it. So if you do it one, two, or even three nights and go, oh, this doesn't work. It's silly. I'm going to quit doing it. You haven't done it long enough. And I've I'll remind you again that it takes 21 to 30 days to grow a new neural network, which essentially is a new set of habits or practices. But then it even takes three cycles of those, so a total of about 60 days, to really create this solid, innate, subconscious behavior that will change you forever. So really, it's a practice that you have to stay committed to for a long time for it to get the optimum effects. Well, we're going to leave off with that point because I am running out of time. We'll go into number six starting tomorrow. I hope that you're gaining a lot of new insights about the power and the magic of gratitude. And I hope you'll pass it on and leave a review. This is Michelle Steffes with your journey to greatness, your routine. Keep on reaching higher and continue to infect those around you with an attitude of gratitude. Thank you for joining me.